Girls Out Loud podcast. Bienvenidos al show, el show de la noche, Latino hey. South Loud. Hi, that's aquí. someone's, someone's like Latina mothers, like, listen, like overhearing this, like, what? Pero que es eso? What's that? What are you listening to? Come, come and listen, Doña. Come and listen to <laughs> us. We're cool. We'll put you on to some shit. You mm. know what I mean? This that's what happened back in the day, radio days. People, families used to just... um. They used gather to just around. gather around the yeah. radio. Around the radio. You know that that was my dad's time? Like, my dad would gather around the wooden radio with my Uncle Jerry and with their <laughs> decoder rings and, like, wait for Captain America. It's like, hello, it's Captain America. Like, live from, you know, like, and that was their source of entertainment, like, for the week. Wow. So crazy, right? My dad was born in freaking 1940s. That He lived Hi, through everyone. the radio. Yeah. And Maybe. now we're going to Babe Ruth is coming to the plate. And we're right wow. back doing radio. Here we are doing a podcast, Latinos Out Loud. Still audio waves, still airwaves, maybe digital, not monologue. You know what I mean? Or mm. analog? Is it analog? You know what I mean? Well, you're doing a monologue right now. Hi, it's your friend. It's Rachel La Loca. Hey. What up? It's Jay Burns. Mr. Jay. What's up, everybody? It's Frank Nibs from Washington Heights. Hello, brothers. Hello, hey. brethren. Hey. Hermanos. Hermanos. Estás, everyone? Washington Heights. Yo, Easy. is the Heights it's still lit up there? What's going on? The sun Always, is over. 24-7. This is lit, like, wow. you know, every day, Bill. all day, you know. There's a lot of, like, uh, did you see that clip about someone in the Heights, these guys on, on a bike? Oh, yeah, that was really just way, bro. I was worried people. about you. What happened? I was going to hit you up, man. I was really worried that it's not too far from your crib, bro. Some guy in a motorcycle like held up some guy like in midday, like chasing some guy. And he's like screaming in the middle of the street. Not too far from where Jamie lives, by the way. In oh, the new New God. York, now there's not just people just gonna like rob you walking on the street. They're gonna they're gonna like drive up on you on a motorbike. Yeah. Oh my God. And and then so it's kind of like a drive by robbery, you know? Right. But it's on like a, a moped. pasola bike. A pasola right, yeah. bike. <laughs> but like in a scooter, like in a, some cheesy some ass. You dude on a pasola, bro? <laughs> Yo, New York's getting crazy, man. I have pepper spray too, so I'd be putting up pepper spray. I'd probably Yo. spray myself by accident. <laughs> I, you know, that's happened to me before, but I've also invested in something new, adobo spray. Adobo, adobo spray. spray. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> adobo spray, which works just as good. You could just season the shit out of somebody. Um, you know what I'm going to do for both of you this this Christmas, I'm gonna give us a machete. What? Yeah, I'm gonna get you a blade. I'm gonna get you both a blade. I got that. Nah. I want a machete. I'm gonna get you a nice That's blade. Too messy. That's too messy. You know, That's I want to messy. I want to graduate to. Um, What's the electroshock thing? <laughs> oh, the, that's a good one. The, oh, that's a good yeah. one with the gun, the, the stun gun. What is it stun called? The stun gun. The stun gun. Yeah. That's yeah. A good I want to gra graduate to stun gun. All right, I might get you that. I might, I might get you that. I might get you that. This Christmas, my Christmas gift to you. Uh, Rachel, oh, you want a blade yeah. or you want a switchblade? What do you want? Um, 
my weapon of choice is probably Hattori Hanzo's sword. So if you could fly oh, wow. to Japan wow. real quick, Kill Bill style. I got a machete back. if you could use that. So I don't know, you know. I, I think that'd like, be good I, with a sword. You know, okay. I think that'd be All good right. with a sword. Uh, yeah, a- anything but pe- pepper spray feels like, I feel like I work for Sephora spraying that shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not that, it, it's not going to be that scary to a... Uh, crazy person <laughs> like you're gonna hold it up like perfume no my i feel first of all i think my pepper spray is expired so it's probably not even gonna work i'm probably gonna spray it and then it's gonna be like water to them like what the hell are you doing why are you spraying me water on me yo and i'm like um okay i don't have a plan b here that's straight out of a movie and I could see that happening with you and then being like, all right, yo, now's the part where you run. Run! And then like the run, the chase ensues and you're like still trying to spray the pepper spray behind him and then he slips eventually. He slips on the watered down pepper spray. And then I'm like, man, I should have taken up Frank on his machete offer. Yeah. Well. Oh, man. But yeah, it's crazy. That's 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 you know, crime right now is yeah, it's a little crazy. Out yeah, here people are getting a little too creative with their with their criminal activities. I mean, they're letting everybody out on bail, like really, like two dollars you get out for even you know, you know, attempted murder. I, I heard you could get out of jail with a get out of jail free card from Monopoly. Like that's the situation <laughs> right now. What is happening where the criminals are being regurgitated back onto the streets? I see wow. them. I'm like, wait, this motherfucker got locked up last week. How is he back? Wow. So, Rachel, I like that car crash around your way. That was Yo, that car chase? Did you guys see that car chase? You saw that car chase, Jamie? Oh, uh-huh. my God. A few weeks ago, there was a really skilled driver. This was some, like, Grand Theft Auto car chase on 2nd Avenue on the Upper yeah. East Side of Manhattan. He was able to, you know, he was following somebody for blocks, stopped traffic on the Upper 90s, caused two trucks to collide and then worked their way down to the lower 90s where they both got on, jumped the sidewalk and the car with the criminals, with the perps, let's just call them, the car with the perps squeezed the other car on this like street where there's no other cars in between a barricade, popped his tires by squeezing the cars and went around to the driver, the passenger side rather, and took a bag of cash and went Ooh. back into the luxury vehicle. It's all right. It was. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting, Rachel. That I. 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 I mean, when I saw it, I. 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 I, I, I was speaking just like I you. I wasn't here. <laughs> I wasn't even here. I was away, and I'm seeing the video. I'm like, oh shit, that's my block. Like that's around the block my block is way. hot, son. What? It happened too fast and furiously. Oh, yeah. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> and Rachel, you were talking earlier um, about Times Square. So now Times Square has these signs up in specific parts of of Times Square saying this is a gun free zone. What? And I'm reading these. I'm reading these, and I'm like, wait, when wasn't it a gun free zone? No, <laughs> right. I haven't seen that. <laughs> like, was this? Were we able to just shoot anyone we wanted to? Like, up until the, before these signs were put up? Yo, like, like I, don't I was just that Dave and Busters. Was somebody about to bust a cap in my ass? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> We got to be careful. And then they put the target right there on 42nd Street. Like, a we need target? more targets. Like, relax. We There's don't need target practice there now? Oh, no. So I, I guess, know. like, but if you walk a couple of blocks down, it's a, it automatically becomes a gun uh, a gun zone again. Oh, <laughs> you my can, God. You can pull out your Glock. At, like, you just got to walk a little bit away from where the tourists are. And then, you know, you're free to shoot wherever you, whoever and wherever you want. 
Yo, New Yo, York is hot. Listen, right now. listen. If you're from New York, you really don't walk around that space too too long. You know what I mean? You never know. Some shit could pop off in that space. Like if you're from New York, we you like squeeze there. through there. We don't you go don't to go Times there. Square. You're like, Yo, that nah. area to me is hot. We yeah, go there yeah. maybe for a Broadway show every now and then, but quick, like, no, quick in and out. Some shit could but pop you still off stay, there. You don't go on like Broadway or. You stay on the outskirts of that. But yo, there. Um. <laughs> this is an interesting episode. We're talking about crime in New York. We're talking about law enforcement. And my, did I get the chance to interview someone really empowering, brilliant, and just showcases how a voice can move the needle. Just mm. a voice, just one voice making so much impact. I had the pleasure of interviewing Ivan Roman. She's in law enforcement. She's got multiple degrees, PhDs, all of that. She's done a TED Talk called How Police Women Make Communities Safer. Ooh, interesting. Check that out. She's got an amazing initiative called 30 by 30, and we're going to talk about it right now. So let's get into this interview with Yvonne Roman. you guys it is now part of the show where we interview someone her amazing okay i realize that's a made-up word but do you not understand what i mean when i say her amazing her plus amazing equals her amazing okay i always say that about our guests but this guest doesn't fall short of that if anything we're gonna supersede the amazingness today so get ready everybody if you drive in a car right now put your seatbelt on a little bit tighter well you might get a ticket i I don't know if she's going to do that on the podcast but she is a phd and she has done a ted talk you know that guy ted and the talk he does yeah ted talk on how police women make communities safer please put your hands in the air one time for yvonne roman That was so Arsenio Hall, and I just dated myself. Hi. I should probably be on better behavior. I respect authority. True talk. Okay? Hi, Yvonne. Hi. Thanks for having me here, Rachel. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the LOL Latinos Out Loud podcast. I am the Latina out loud on the show. My two co-hosts, Jamie and Frank, shout out to them. You know, we are everybody's busy. So we got to be able to divide and conquer. You know what I'm saying? And we're always going to conquer like you. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. I give our guests introductions, but then I kind of rely on our guests to give the introduction more color. I mentioned your Ted talk, but would you please tell people what you do for a living? So I worked for 25 years as a police officer. I served in every rank from police officer to police chief in the city of Newark, New Jersey. And uh, Jersey. while I was there, <laughs> Jersey in the house. Jersey. <laughs> so uh, back in uh, 2015, I was working on a project to hire police officers. Newark, like so many other agencies across the country, had laid off police officers in 2010. And we were down 400 officers. And if we didn't hire uh, a- aggressively, we were going to be down 600 officers. So 
as I started uh, working on this project to hire officers, I realized that the women were being kicked out of the academies between 60 to 85 percent. And I didn't know if that was an issue. I didn't know if it was uh, unique to Newark or to New Jersey or across the country. And what I found was that the number of women in policing had stagnated at around 12 percent for over 30 years. And uh, for various reasons in uh, Newark specifically, it was because of change in the physical fitness test. But there, there was a, a, a big problem with the number of women in policing and representation. I felt that it was a problem. And as I, st- I started digging deeper, I found that there was research to support that there are huge benefits to bringing on more women into police departments. Okay, I want to dissect a little bit here. You mentioned a physical test that is required. For someone like me who's not familiar with what that entails, could you share with us what that means? What is that prerequisite? What is that physical activity test like? And that's important that you said that you're not familiar with it, right? Because most women aren't familiar with what's required for a physical um, entrance exam or a physical fitness uh, test. So policing tends to be a male-dominated job. Men usually know someone who's a police officer, their fathers, their family member, a friend. Uh, Women uh, were going in unprepared. So they'll have a a, a test and it varies from agency to agency, um, sadly. Um, There's no uniformity. There's over 18,000 police agencies in the United States. And if each one wants a separate standard, that's quite all right because under the federalist system, the federal government doesn't dictate to the states Oh, how they need to hire, what the background check needs to be like, what the physical fitness test is like. So the physical fitness test varies from some agencies not have having any at all to some agencies having requirements that are even uh, stricter than the military. That is a problem. Uh, just calling that out. I'm sure you know, but that is insane to me. We're all women. So why isn't the test a bit more uniform? Um, okay, so please go on. Tell us about like what the test is. So there's been uh, research on this topic and women can be trained to pass this test. Women and men uh, can be trained to pass this test if you have some men that are struggling. Specifically in New Jersey, what the problem uh, arose was that they moved the test from the end of the academy when uh, that's five and a half months in to the first two weeks. So after 10 workouts, you were given this uh, exam and it's just not based on science. If you walked in without sufficient uh, upper body muscle mass to do the 24 push-ups that were required, you're not gonna be able to do that within two weeks. It's just not scientifically possible. It you're not gonna build sound right. no. that amount of muscle mass. But if you do move that test to the end, then uh, overwhelmingly, most of your candidates passed. So it was a way of washing out uh, otherwise qualified candidates. These are people that passed the background check, the passed the employment check, they, uh, the credit checks, all of this long, lengthy process. And then you were losing them within the first 10 days because they moved where they were going to test for physical fitness. They moved it to the first two weeks instead of uh, at the end, which is five and a half months long, which is the usual um, length of an academy. No suena bien. Uh, I have another question now, part B, to the dissection of this. So how did you realize that this was a nationwide problem? Because I know you rep real hard for Jersey. But what was that research process like? How did you figure that out? 
So thankfully, in 2016, I was accepted into a prestigious program called LEADS that was uh, out of the National Institute of Justice. And LEADS is Law Enforcement Advancing Data and Science. And it's for middle managers that are interested in science and research. So once I was accepted into that program in 2016, you have access to academics, to research databases, and I started speaking to my peers in this program about what I was seeing, and we started collecting data on uh, research, on attrition rates in academies, on uh, the, the variety of physical exams that were out there. And what we found was that the number of women in policing had been stagnant for almost 30 years. It was hovering around 12 and a half percent. And it hadn't moved. And we weren't just losing women to the physical fitness test. There were a variety of reasons that you were uh, losing them. You were losing them in the interview processes, in the psychological exams, in, in the physical fitness test, or even uh, they being dissuaded by the way that police academies were recruiting. You'll have on um, these agencies that will have these very glossy advertisements for policing where cops are hanging off the back of a helicopter or a SWAT truck, where most police agencies don't have a helicopter or a SWAT truck, right? It's, it's unrealistic. It's not the reality of what uh, most of these cops are being recruited for. Wow. Yvonne, um, do you have a team that you work with? Are you a one-woman show? No, actually, I have a great partner in Maureen McGough. She was the person who created the LEADS program, and I told her what was going on, and she provided so much support, um, not only in what I was doing in Newark with the Women's Leadership Academy, but last year, um, we decided that this was something that needed to be addressed nationally. We got some small um, seed funding from Microsoft to, to launch a website, and she and I, it's a two-woman team, launched this alone, and within the first year, we were able to get 200 police agencies to sign on and to um, say that they believe that that policing would be better if there were more representation of women in policing. So the initiative is called the 30 by 30 initiative. It's housed out of NYU's policing project. And right now we have 212 partners. Two weeks ago, we were in Washington, D.C. Well, actually, no, it's a month now, September 7th and 8th. Uh, we were in Washington, D.C., and we got support from the federal government there and from the Bureau of Justice Assistance. And they're going to assist us in providing technical support to these agencies to meet their goal of reaching 30 percent by 2030. Wow, that's an attainable goal. Pero vamos para allá. <laughs> wow. Um, I have more of a cultural question now. Uh, we're talking about women in your research. Have you found that further or beyond just the physicality and the process, is there also a barrier that women of color face in the rising of ranks within the systems that you've done research on? Right, so when I started this effort, I started it in Newark um, because that's where I was seeing the problem firsthand. And at the time, I didn't know how large the scale of, of the problem was. So I started advertising on Facebook and Instagram that if women were willing to meet me in the park, that I would train them. And uh, so many women showed up that I had to expand it beyond Newark and say, you know, if you're willing to, to drive to where I'm at, I'm willing to train you to pass this physical fitness test. Wow. And um, 
most of the women that showed up were women of color, Latina, black women, and I, um, a minority of white women. And what I found was that my black and Latina women had more struggles in, in the barriers because of things like uh, socioeconomics, right? Having access to a car, fees that were required for specific tests. Um, some academies require that you pay your own way. Uh, that's called the alternate route. Um, and that you pay your way through the academy. That means that you're not receiving a salary. A lot of the Black and, and Latina women were able to take advantage of programs like that because they couldn't forego a salary for six months and pay a, a fee on top of that. Wow. Um, I, I really, I love that, you know, you know, we're breaking it down because that was my instinct. You know, there are probably women of color with children. Like, can't take mm -hmm. a pay cut. To work our way through the academy, okay. To forego a, a salary all all together, no health insurance. Yeah. I hope people are listening right now. Well, I think people don't realize how you know these issues can be a barrier. I remember um, speaking to an academic, and he said, "You know, I think this alternate route is a, a a great way of recruiting people that are really interested in the job and are committed." And I said, "Really." You would think that, but when I was 20 years old, I wouldn't have been able to become a police officer if, if I had to pay my way through an academy. I couldn't, you know, go without a salary for six months. And he goes, you know what? I, I didn't think of that. I better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being so vocal about all of this. Speaking of being vocal, our boy Ted from TED Talks hollered at you and you did a TED Talk and this isn't TEDx. This is a TED talk that you did. It's a TED talk, um, yeah. There's a difference. And I watched your TED talk and I'm like, wow, she is a culture and policy shifter. You are a gem of our community. Newark must Thank be you. so proud. Um, <laughs> tell us how that came about. Do we often see policymakers or law enforcement doing a TED talk? And, and, no. let, and let alone a Latina. <laughs> Hello, Ivio Mio. How did this happen? Dime. You, you know what? I, I'm all about you know putting yourself forward and 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 uh you know the worst that they can say is no, right? So <laughs> I was looking for uh, ways that I could elevate this problem that I realized wasn't isolated to Newark. That it was a greater problem that it was being experienced all across the country. And I came across an application for uh, a TED TED Talks fellowship. And what they do is they provide um, support um, to about a dozen people a year that they believe have an idea worth spreading, but they just need that little extra push to get the message out there that they're, they're not, you know, the, uh, the, the, the big icons of the world, you know, they're, they're not Oprah Winfrey or Bill Gates, but that their message is one that resonates and that has the potential for impact. So I applied. And I was selected in 2019. Wow. And then, whoop, whoop. Yeah. So then just because you're selected doesn't mean that your TED Talk will be published. Not all of them are. But luckily, my TED Talk was one that was selected to be published. And so that's really helped amplify the message and, and, and push this project along way farther, I think, than if um, I hadn't been selected for the, for the fellowship. But I always say, you know, the worst that could happen is, is someone says, no, if, if you see something, go for it. Yeah, yo, exactly. Well, when I saw the TED Talk, I was moved and I'm like, wow, 
you know, shout out to you for really identifying the problem or problems and then taking action upon it. I talk about this all the time on Latinos Out Loud. We can move the needle. We as community members can move that needle way more than we think, you know, whether it's with people like Yvonne using her career as the conduit to get these messages out, tackling a problem and providing solutions. And I would like to get to that too. Uh, before we end this interview, I want to know about the actions that have been taken and such and where we are. Um, but I just want, I want to shout out everybody out there who's trying to move the needle. And those of you that can't, or, or like think that you can't rather you can, Yes, you can. Si se puede. Yvonne's doing it. I feel that we're doing it with this podcast. Yes. I I wanted to elevate your message in any way that I could. And thankfully, I have this podcast and a mutual friend, family member, you know, uh, Anthony. Shout out to Anthony. Um, and I I was just really moved by what you're doing for women. Um and we need to have these conversations more. Thanks for being so courageous and bringing all of these issues to the surface as well. And through a TED Talk, I feel me. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of want to get like a current events update, Yvonne. I'm sure people in the thousands, I mean, thousands of views has, have seen the TED Talk. Um, you have published work out there. You've been featured on Vice. I'd love to know where we are. Has there been policy change that you're really proud of and what can we do as a community to sort of march behind you and and complement your efforts so as i mentioned there's 18,000 police agencies so it really requires 18,000 police chiefs or heads of agencies to buy in and to believe that um this is something that they can be get behind and that it's achievable. And we want those police chiefs to voluntarily sign on. We don't want them to be coerced and, and for it to be just them going through the motions and not really putting in the work to change the culture that's required so that women are not just surviving, but they're also thriving, right? We don't want to bring women into a toxic environment where they're not welcomed. But there's so many chiefs that have stepped up and... Um, and really taking the lead, we have one individual that we're, we're constantly highlighting. He's out in, in, in Nebraska, in Bellevue, Nebraska. And um, he met me when he was a captain in Iowa. And they had just 3% women there. And he was so concerned that he flew his only two female supervisors out to meet me so they could see what I was doing in North, so they could replicate it back in Iowa. And I, I, I was so humbled that he would do that and then praying when the plane left I'm like Lord don't let anything happen to that plane or the entire female leadership in the Iowa right. State Police go stewards go <laughs> yes. evangelize go. the message spread it through Nebraska and Iowa and to every place else in the Bible Belt. go Latinas exactly <laughs> what you're saying so he got promoted from Iowa and went to Nebraska and I... when he became a chief in Nebraska, the first thing he did was implement 30 by 30. And a lot of the pushback is that when you take uh, the police agency and you try to diversify it in any way, that you're weakening it, that somehow you're watering down the standards. And he single-handedly proved that that's not the case over there. He personally recruited um, the females for the new recruit class. And those females that he recruited 
won all of the awards. They won the firearms Ooh. awards. They won the scholastic award. And more importantly, they won the physical fitness award. Yes. So he, you know, he did away with any of the naysayers that said, if you, if you tried to diversify for gender, if you were being specific in your recruitment, that somehow you were watering down the standards. And he was able to recruit another eight or nine agencies in Nebraska alone. So Nebraska of all states is really well represented because that he believes in it, but also that he's spreading the gospel, like you said. This is so awesome. This is like bomba in plena, you know, like the call and response. I will lead in a call of the music and then you respond and then you go sing your music to your communities. Oh, our ancestors are speaking to us. Do you feel this? Okay. I'm getting very ancestral and like Diana right now. Um, I love it. Thank you. Shout out to Yemaya. Okay. Yo, Yemayo, uh, Yvonne. <laughs> now, how can people like me who I'm not in law enforcement. I, I, I maybe know somebody who's, who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows a chief. What could I do? Is there a website? Shout out the website or anything that we can forward on and micro evangelize the message. Right. Our website is www.30x30initiative.org. 30x30initiative.org. And on there, we have the pledge. We have uh, low-cost and no-cost solutions to increasing the number of women in policing. We have uh, um, research uh, excerpts that explain the research on women in policing. We have case studies. Uh, we put uh, most of the, the coverage that 30 by 30 has gotten on there. So it, it's a really uh, good tool for those that are interested. And as far as you know, getting the message out verbally, if you know um, decision maker is someone that uh, is in the know as to local politics, you can bring up the subject. But again, you know, we want chiefs that are doing this voluntarily, not someone that was dragged into doing it and is just going to go through the motions, right? Because the culture is critical. And the reason why we pick 30% is because there's research that when a marginalized group uh, enters uh, an organization, they can't change that culture until they feel comfortable in, enough to advocate for themselves and advocate for others as a group. And th that number is 30%. That's the tipping point where they can, in fact, change the culture and, 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 and impact the policies that are being made. And look, the proof is in the pudding, people. You know, watch Yvonne's TED Talk and you will hear a lot about women in law enforcement and the situations that we make better. Woo-cha! Okay, I have one last question before we sign off here. If you could talk to young Yvonne right now on the microphone, she's listening to the podcast. There may be several young Yvonnes listening to this podcast right now. What are some words of advice that you have for them in navigating this career path or any career path where there are barriers in place against women? I think that change comes incrementally and sometimes you may feel like, uh, well, this is, is never going to happen or, you know, this seems insurmountable, but movements happen, you know, one change at a time and then you keep pushing forward and you keep pushing forward. So it may look like you're, you're not having an impact, but you certainly are. And, and, and impact and change builds on each of those small movements moving forward. So uh, keep plucking along. You're, you're, you're going to go very far. I love it. Yes. Did you hear her one time for Yvonne Roman on the Latinos Out Loud podcast? 
Okay? Everybody get against the vehicle and start clapping your hands. Okay? <laughs> Yvonne, thank you so much for your time and your efforts and what you're doing for our community. I tell you, people, I say it all the time, the guests on this show are in line with our mantra. Our mantra is we move Latinos forward while making them laugh. We're going to make you chuckle along the way on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. That's a guarantee. But what an informative and empowering interview this was. Gracias. Thank you so much, Yvonne. And thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes. Wow. Put your hands where my eyes can see them. Exactly. Um, wow, yeah. Rachel. That was great. Right? Talk about a, a Latina moving up the ranks in law enforcement, repping hard for New Jersey. I see Ooh. you, NJ. Mm. Dirty. Joyzy. Um, Joyzy. And then taking her message nationally with an initiative that police chiefs should really be getting on board with. Yo, Eloeleros, if you know a police chief or if you know a high-ranking police officer in any market in this country, talk to them about 30 by 30. Go to the website, share it with them, text it to them. This is something that you can also get behind and make a difference with. Write your local police chief. Let them know or her know. <laughs> exactly. Or they know. That's a great point. You don't know how they identify. But if they identify as a police chief or in law enforcement, period, this is something that they should know about. All right, yo, this has been a great episode. Do we want to get into a que lo que real quick? Let's do it, yo. Okay. time here at Ooh, LOL. That's it. right. You you act so surprised, Frank. You no, know, no, I, I, love I love that. that. I love, it's I genuine. Love it's genuine. I love que lo que es too. It's like our shout out. It's like a what's up, y'all? What you gotta mm -hmm. say? Who's on mm -hmm. the phone with Ed, Lisa and Dre? That's I know right. you remember that. You don't remember that shit? The roll call? All right. Outdated and dated. Too young. Yourself. Too young for that. You're a liar, Jamie. <laughs> You're a liar because I feel like I've rapped this with you before. Like I think I've shared my Ed, Lisa and Dre rap with you at some point. I grew up in a post-radio world, Rachel. <laughs> are you that has to be a thing where people are claiming they're a generation that they're not right oh, like fake, yeah fake. i didn't know a world without internet rachel oh get out of here you want to be millennial are you serious right now you're on me hint they like the rest of us jay ferns <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Woo! i was loca de brooklyn on me gente frank what was your name on me gente I never had me hint. I started with Facebook. I actually never Ooh. had me hint. I just, I got on. I'm wrong. I was a MySpace. I was a MySpace kid, but not kid, but like. Wow. Teenager. You but guys I missed me hint. You yeah, were not me I missed it. I missed I it. I was like, yeah, I think I was still kind of like paranoid about. I'm shocked. Giving information out at that time. It was still very new. Mike well, used to talk to me about me hint and I used to be like, shut the fuck up. I don't want nothing to do with none of that stupid shit. None of that social media stuff. So that's wow. when he was talking to me about that stuff. He's like, "Shut up, kid. Make some money. Be quiet." Like I was, I was an AOL instant, AOL instant messenger. There are <laughs> tricks to the trade. 
aren't there. Um, okay, anybody got shout outs for this KLOK session that we're doing right now? Um, just a quick, you know, always giving a shout out to Yellow.com, the news Hi. and lifestyle. News and lifestyle platform for Latino men. That's right. Mad props for, you know, all the stories that they do. Mm. And if you want to find out what they're up to and what's happening with the Latino community, go check them at Yellow.com. We'll do that. And uh, check me out at Jay Ferns Instagram, Jay underscore Ferns Twitter. Nice. Um, uh, Frank and I want to give a big shout out, big happy birthday to my, like, I think maybe my only listener or my biggest listener of all time, Desiree Para Garcia. I Desiree! You know who she is, Rachel. Yep. I mean, she's been giving me love for like three, four years. Out from Phoenix, Arizona, Mexicana. I... Mi panita, fool. You know, I want to give her a big happy birthday. It was on October 2nd, so happy belated birthday to her. And thank you always for giving us love. One love, Desiree. Thank you. We love you, girl. Happy birthday. All right. That's what's up. Right. Um. Okay. Tomorrow's the show, guys. Tomorrow is the Tormenta Telethon at the Triad Theater, October 18th at 8 p.m. Please Ooh. go to the triadtheater.com to get tickets or instant seats or Eventbrite, or you can just hit me up on Instagram and I will send you the link back. We're doing this for a good cause, comedy for the community. So please join us at the Triad on 72nd in Columbus tomorrow at are 8 they give, p.m. Are they giving out free tote bags like the PBS <gasps> Telethons? You know, it's funny you say that because there might be some old school giveaways from the Ooh, stage. Yeah. All you got to do is pledge, not allegiance, but actually make a donation and uh, pledge your allegiance to the funds. Yes. And then you might just walk away with a gift. We have some sponsors giving away stuff. Like it's going to be fun. It's also going to be all in the vein of comedy. I swear. We're just like, having a good time with this show and friends getting together, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans getting together. Ooh, what a mix. I love it. Oof. Look, there might, be, there might be a dance-off. There might be Ooh. a trivia game. Ooh. There might be some fun stuff happening from the stage. Come nice. join us. Listen, please follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud on the socials. On Twitter, we're Latinos Out Loud underscore. Okay, but everywhere else, we're, we are, we are Latinos. <laughs> that sounded funny. We are, we yeah, are Latinos yeah. Out Loud. Jamie will rewrite it. Um, okay, so follow us. Give us a call, 978 Latinos. Thank you for listening. LOLeros, we love you so, so, oh, so much. We love you. Te amo. Te amo. Muchísimo. Oh, wait. I got to give a, a, a shout out real quick. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have gotten in trouble. Who is it? Well, I want to shout out Carmelo, who is also an avid listener of this podcast. Shout out to Carmelo. Carmelo who, Anthony? Uh, I hope he listens to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> if he does, hit me in the DM. That's Carmelo just, from Uptown. From, yeah, he's from the Heights. Carmelo proposed to his girlfriend. I saw that. Yo, he went all out, bro. And it Yo, was he went all so out. beautiful. And he proposed to her and it was just so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that video. Thanks for reaching out for advice. I I just really... I saw the video. She said yes. Yes, she said uh... yes. And it was so endearing. So shout out to them. Um, and And just everybody out there making your dreams come true and pursuing your passions. Um, our friend Ramon Pesante has a GoFundMe going on, so hit him up, Word, Ramon Pesante. Man. Yo, shout out to him. I think, I think he 
He's doing good. He's I think finding he reached his, did he he reach his goal, reaching man. his goal or he reached it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing it thing, That's man. Dope. That's dope. Super That's dope. dope. Our friends are coming out with some ill shit. So let's support each other. Um, all right, guys. Thanks so much. Another great episode in the libros, in the books, the books. All right. Until next time, we love you. And on that note, we are out. Brah!